Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our Coaches Show this morning following week five of the 2019 high school football season. Another edition of this Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. I am Jim Joyner and joining me as always bright and early on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve. Good morning. Good morning. It seems to be darker on these Saturday mornings every time. Well, here in about two weeks, we're going to hit that daylight savings wall, and we're just going to be here in the dark for several hours <laughs> at a time, just wandering around aimlessly. I do that all the time. Well, that's true. It was a fun night of high school football last night, as I'll run through some of the scores for the area teams, and then we can talk about McPherson's win over the Bueller Crusaders. Speaking of that, it was a 21-14 win for McPherson last night having to hold on for dear life in that fourth quarter and beat their rival Crusaders to improve to 5-0. In Class 3A, the Smoky Valley Vikings hung tough, but a late clay center touchdown put that one away as the Vikings fell to 1-4 on the season, falling 44-30 in district play. To clay center, the Heston Swathers, they entered the night undefeated, but they left with their first loss as they were in a game with Halstead, where I believe it was 8-6 early. Well, Halstead dominated the back half of that game as the Dragons won 46-6, Heston with its first loss of the season. In Class 1A, Inman, after a big win over Marion on Monday night, lost to a very good El Saline team, 14-0, so the Teutons fall to 2-3. In 8-man Division 1, the Mound Ridge Wildcats lost at Maxville, 48-14, so Mount Ridge now 2-3 on the season. But the other two teams that were winners, I promise I'm going to give you a winner at some point here, Kenton Galva. A big 56 to nothing win at the half over Peabody. I think that Fearless Forecaster predicted 60 to nothing yeah. at half. You can only do so much damage in one half of play. Again, four games in a row for Canton Galva, only playing half. The Eagles are now 5-0, and and then the Little River Redskins improved to 4-1 and with a huge win on the road against undefeated Pratt Skyline, 58-8. Little River is 4-1. and So, Steve, as we look at some of the records for these teams, McPherson is 5-0, Heston is 4-1, Kenton Galva 5-0, Little River 4-1, and, and then the three teams with losing records, Mound Ridge and Inman at 2-3, and, and Smoky Valley at 1-4. Yeah, and uh, the game that really caught my eye was Little River. Um, Pratt Skyline was undefeated at just uh, point rule Mound Ridge. Uh, remember, Little River lost 70-23 to to Canton Galva the first week of the season. They have point ruled every team since then. And remember, Canton Galva is on the east. Right. And Little River's on the west. And Little River right now is looking like one of the best teams on the west. I don't think there's any question Canton Galva's going to be the best team from the east. There's a chance we could have an all-area championship game. I know there's a team, Coldwater, I believe it is. Is it Coldwater? Well, I think St. Francis is pretty good, okay, too. Okay, St. Francis. There's a couple teams in the west that are pretty good, but the way Little River's going, who knows? Maybe it'll be uh, Little River Canton Galva 2.0. We've got a great show planned this morning. We will hear from Little River football coach Kevin Ayers coming up in just a little bit. We'll also hear from Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert, and we also have McPherson on cross-country coach Aspen Lott. But, 
Steve, let's dive into the big game last night. It was a 21-14 win for McPherson. And I think the takeaway that we came away from with that game is that McPherson did not bring its best. They struggled in the fourth quarter, couldn't quite put it away. But when you look at it, a win over your rival who came in undefeated to improve to 5-0 and take over first place in 4A West, it's always a good night when that happens. Well, first thing I got to say is Bueller was a lot better than I was led to believe. I, I was really led to believe the Bullpups were, you know, going to really dominate this game. Just like last year. Remember, it was a it was a running clock game last year. Bueller has a couple sophomores that can really play. And remember, Steve, this was a 21-0 game at the start of the fourth quarter. Right. And, and they were one play away, McPherson was from busting this game open. It was an interception made by Mason Thrash, but they threw a flag on a roughing the passer that was a debatable we, call you after, and I, went after back, I have seen it. We we went back and looked at the film, and I don't know where they got the roughing from. I, th I think just because Cody Stuffelbean just hit the quarterback so hard, he can't help that he hits the quarterback hard. And, and you know, it just looked, it looked kind of violent, I guess. But it was a it was a legitimate hit, and it was a big momentum swing. Yeah, in that because game. because the Bullpups would have had the ball at about the thirty yard line, uh, probably would have taken it in. Instead, Bueller goes down and scores, and that really turned the game around. The Bullpups had another touchdown wiped out on a penalty. Penalties were the story of the night. A lot of flags thrown in this game. I don't know if they were just uh, knowing that uh, uh, they wanted to keep you know two rivals. They wanted to keep the game under control. But uh, McPherson did have a lot of you know. Flags that were, you know, self-inflicted with uh, false starts and things like that. Uh, three drives, the Bullpups on first down had a five-yard penalty, which put them in a hole. You, you know, when you go one and 15, that changes the way that you kind of attack things. Uh, like you said, the Bullpups didn't have their A game, but uh, their B game was still good enough. And they were able to find a way to win 21-14, and that was one of the things that McPherson coach Jace Pavlovich said, and we'll hear from him here in just a little bit, but... It was one of the things he talked about last night and saying, we're pretty spoiled here that we don't feel good after a 21-14 win over your biggest rival in a huge game of undefeated teams. This was a big win for this McPherson team, and they knew that they wanted to be pushed. They wanted a team that is going to put up some resistance because when you look at the teams they've played the last few weeks, Abilene, who they beat 48-3 at the half last week, lost to Pittsburgh St. Mary's Colgan, 26 to nothing last night, a 1A school. El Dorado lost a circle last night. They didn't see the same resistance the last couple of weeks, but they certainly got that resistance from Bueller last night. And what it does, it puts the Bullpups uh, in the top spot in 4A West. They are the only undefeated team left on the west side of the state in Class 4A. If they take care of business in their final three games, and when you look at the schedule, Unless uh, they just uh, totally collapse, they're going to win those last three games. They're going to have home field throughout the postseason. There's some other big developments last night. Goddard, uh, we don't know what's happened to the Goddard Lions. Uh, From some of my sources, Steve, there was a significant injury for the Goddard Lions. They have been dinged up all year. And what my sources told me, I haven't read it in a story, but I heard that there was an injury to the quarterback in the first quarter. Okay. They kind of derailed the game as they lost to Mays 42 to nothing. The other game, Andover Central, played May South, who was also undefeated. Andover Central lost its first game. So some of these other teams that we know are the, some of the top four have started to lose a little bit, and it's going to make this bracket very interesting yeah. to see where teams land because 
the top four teams might not be one, two, three, and four. They might be one, two, six, and nine. Yeah, and and I think we all know that uh, Andover Central is probably, the, you know, McPherson and Andover Central, to me, are the two best teams. And I still think Goddard's probably the third best team. I know they're dinged up, but I still I, I still think Goddard's the third best team. Bueller probably is the fourth best team. And then when you look at the bottom eight or nine in 4A West, there are some football teams that are just kind of struggling. Steve, let's take a listen in with McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich after the Bullpups picked up a 21-14 win last night over their rival Bueller Crusaders at McPherson Stadium. We're now joined on our CHS Refinery at McPherson postgame show by McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. We said it a couple times this week that your team was wanting to be pushed. You wanted to be tested. You wanted to play a team that would maybe scare you a little bit and say, sure. okay, they can beat us. Well, you got that tonight against a very tough Bueller team. Yeah, we, you know, we got what we asked for. Um, and a win is a win. You know, don't feel really good about uh, how we executed uh, in, in many different facets of the game tonight. But uh, overall, you know, we got a win. And uh, one of the things about it is it's it's never as bad or, or as good as you thought it was on film. And, and we'll get back to work tomorrow. And really, if you, if Cody Stuffelbean doesn't get a penalty for a late hit, which I know you want to watch on film. Yeah, we uh, certainly th- do. Th- this game probably gets away because it's 21-0. The Bullpups would have great field position. Mm-hmm. Could have possibly put the game away. But give Bueller a lot of credit. They really hung in there. And then they took advantage of kind of what you gave them. And then mm-hmm. the rash of penalties there in the second half. You had like yeah. three straight holding calls. And I know you were talking to the officials on the sideline. Yeah. Were, they, were they giving you the expl- explanation? You no. Gave you know, and, and – <laughs> We'll, we'll evaluate the tape tomorrow. Um, but, you you know, you could call a holding penalty on dang near every play. Um, and and the, the penalty discrepancy tonight was pretty high. And uh, that's something that uh, not only are we going to evaluate our players, we're going to evaluate our job as coaches, and, and we're going to evaluate what, what took place on the field um, with, with the officiating. And if it was legitimate, then then we got a heck of a lot of work to, uh, to do to, to clean that up. If not, then then, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it and move on. With the exception of a couple of drives there in the fourth quarter where Bueller was able to march down the field a couple of times and score and make this a one-score game, your defense was really good tonight. Yeah. And, and you gave up some plays early on in drives, but it felt like you really stood tough on third down. And when you needed your defense mm-hmm. to make stops in the fourth quarter, they did. A Caleb Hoppus interception late. And the turnover on downs on Bueller's second-to-last drive mm-hmm. was really the killer and, and the one that helped you win this game. Defense, you know how good they are. You know how physical they are up front, and they were able to help you out and win this game in the fourth quarter. Well, no question. You know that uh, that was a pretty easy decision uh, to to go ahead and punt it. Uh, the only the only the tough part in that is is to execute our punt team, and they did. They did a great job and, and backed them up there late. You know, we 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 put our dogs on defense and uh, let them let them go take care of business, and they did. They did a great job tonight. Got a couple sophomores. Mm-hmm. that are really going to be kind of scary down the road. The Elliott kid, terrific running back. Yeah. Uh, Neil stood in there, even though yeah. he got hammered a few times. He just kept, you know, stayed in there and kept throwing the ball. Finally made a mistake at the end, but he was just trying to make a play. Mm-hmm. But uh, your interception, Dukes' interception was a terrific play. I mean, he just read that so well. And, uh, and of course, Hoppus did too. Steve, you know, Dukes is special. You know, we, we, we saw that early um, on in his freshman season, and, and he's having a breakout campaign at corner. And we like to get him involved a little bit more at uh, wide receiver as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, when, when we needed to make plays, our, our guys stepped up in a big way and, and made plays.
I mentioned to you that we've reached the halfway point going into this game of this regular season. I asked you, what are some things you're doing well? What are some things you've got to take care of? And one of the things that you noted was turnovers, and you had one interception in the first half. But other than that, you guys were able to take care of the ball, and especially in a game like this when it comes down to one score, mm-hmm. I thought you guys stood tough in hanging on to the football and taking care of it. Well, the you know, the, the keys to the game were, were taking care of the football and then eliminating big plays on their end. I believe they got one. Uh, that I that I can recall, but uh, beyond that, we, we we did achieve our goal. Um, but uh, you know, it it, it just kind of shows you how spoiled we are right now. I don't feel good about it. I know our kids don't feel great about it. Um, but but bottom line is, we beat a four and and0 Bueller team, and uh, in a crazy environment once again. And and uh, we got a lot to be thankful for, no question. Well, I mentioned going into this game and talking with you as McPherson wins 21-14, and we're talking with Bullpup football coach Jace Pavlovich. Everything that went into this game in terms of league ramifications, in terms of 4A West, Mm -hmm. in terms of just bragging rights against this Bueller team, a ton was on the line, and the way we think things are going to fall tonight in the Andover Central game, you guys move up to number one in Class 4A, and -hmm. with this win tonight, it gives you a great chance to be at home throughout Mm -hmm. the entire postseason. And I think that was goal number one tonight was find a way to win yeah. and potentially lock up home field advantage with three more wins in the well, next that, three weeks. You know that you're exactly right. And that was a big part of the discussion after uh, Coach Warner called timeout. You know, we, we were really thinking about taking a shot, uh, not knowing that Andover Central was getting beat. We we need to be up. Uh, what is it? 13. That's points exactly what game. that's so, exactly what we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I said on the air, I said, I mean, the common wisdom is to take three knees and go home. But that point differential comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I know people in the stands would have never understood that. Right, but right. Uh, the people that really know the game know that uh, point differential is really big. And, you know, that's one of the things I think our kids understand that. But uh, but at the same time, when you're playing a rival and, uh, you know, it's been a hard-fought game, you know, you, 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 you kind of just let it go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess uh, you know, the decision there maybe maybe uh, provided a little bit of example for our kids, and, and I thought they handled it. I thought they handled everything well tonight. I thought they handled adversity well. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes and and picked up our guys and, and moved on. You know, there's so many good things that happened tonight. You know, Matt Ramey comes in for one carry in a crucial situation and takes care of the football and, and does a great job. Got eight you know? yards. Yeah. So we. We've got guys to get it done. We just, uh, we got to continue to improve. I want you to listen to what I'm about to do. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Exhale. Yeah. A scary one tonight as McPherson wins at 21-14, but I think you had a lot of confidence on your guys down in the sideline and and a lot of trust in that defense to bring you home. You know, that's, that's just it. And that's what makes football so special is you got guys, you know, from, from, from all different areas that trust each other, you know, they may not be friends, but they, they trust each other and, and they trust the coaches. And, and when you have that, that's uh, that makes you a pretty special team. The Augusta Orioles coming up next Friday night as the Bullpups will go on the road and take on Augusta, who lost tonight to the Winfield Vikings. So the Orioles will be two and three. McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich, congrats on a big win tonight over the Crusaders. Let's go make it 6-0 and oh next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. McPherson, a 21-14 win over Bueller last night as they improved to 5-0, and they do take the top spot in 4A West. Steve, at the time that we were talking with Coach Pav last night, we didn't know exactly what the final score was going to be for Andover Central, but because they lost, McPherson is the number one seed, and for the next three weeks, if they can win, they will lock up home field advantage, have a chance to be at home for all of their playoff games, and that's all you can ask for at this point. And some people would say, okay, well, you want to try and be opposite of so-and-so, and you want to try and 
play your schedule to be in the right position, but all you can ask for is to be the number one seed and, and let the cards fall how they will. Well, and just say, you know, Andover Central, you're going to have to play them somewhere at some point. I mean, I know you'd like to be in the Final Four, but uh, if it's a Final Eight, so be it. You're going to have to play them. Well, let's say this, Steve. McPherson might be seeing Bueller well, later exactly. on in the postseason. Yeah we, yeah, we talked about that during the game last night, that, you know, that this could be the first of two meetings. Remember, 2017, the teams played twice, the Bullpups winning both of those games. And there's a very good chance that whenever Bueller plays Winfield, which I believe will be in week number eight, yes, it will, the winner of that game very likely will be 7-1. and one. The loser of that game very likely will be 6-2. and two. So it's going to be a huge one between the Crusaders and the Vikings in week number eight to determine where they will fall there. And like we mentioned, McPherson will be at Augusta this week. Augusta lost to Winfield last night 25-7, to so the Orioles are 2-3. and three. And we'll talk about that a little bit more this week, but a big win for this McPherson yeah, and team after, last after night. After seeing Bueller and having seen Winfield, I don't see Winfield beating Bueller. I, I guess I was really impressed with Bueller. I thought this uh, sophomore running back, Elliott, he is going to be the next great one. You know, they have had some incredible tailbacks uh, down through the years. Uh, Tanner Fisher, Riley Allen, uh, Dalton, uh, Dylan Brown. Dalton Brown. Dalton Brown. They had Dalton and Dylan, so I uh, got them mixed up. But uh, they have had some great, great tailbacks at Bueller. Uh, they always turn out a 1,000-yard rusher, and Elliott's going to be the next one. Steve, I'm going to leave it up to you. Who would you like to hear from next as we continue on our coach's show? Let's hear from Coach Ayers over there at Little River because I thought they had a fantastic game last night. And, boy, you talk about a team that's picked themselves up after losing 70-23 to in their first game of the season. Little River, four straight running clock victories. We will take a break on our coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. And when we return, we'll talk with Little River football coach Kevin Ayers. Continuing on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva following week five of the high school football season last night, we will now turn things over to Little River football coach Kevin Ayers as the Redskins are now 4-1. and one. They have won their last four games and a big one last night on the road at Pratt Skyline. They win at 58-8 as they are in a tie for first place with Maxville in their district at 2-0, and they will be taking on Maxville this week. So a chance to bump up to number one in their district play. Let's hear from Little River football coach Kevin Ayers. Joining us now on our coaches show this morning is the head coach of the Little River Redskins. That is Kevin Ayers as they are 4-1 on the season after a big 58-8 win on the road at Pratt Skyline last night. I'm sure rolling back into Little River very late last night or very early this morning. Coach, will you give us a little summary of last night's game and a 50-point win on the road at Pratt Skyline? That was a pretty good night for us. Um, you know, the boys came out and uh, executed well. We had a, a couple little hiccups, but all in all, very pleased. Um, it's it's exciting to see, uh, you know, the hard work these kids put in during the week just uh, on a Friday night, just watching as they, you know, take strides and, and just keep putting a little better football uh, football play out on the field. Well, one of the interesting things from your game last night is that you guys took an 8 nothing lead in the first quarter, and then Pratt Skyline, who had just picked up a big win over Mount Ridge last week, they responded with eight points to tie this game up at 8-8, to and then you and the Redskins would score the final 50 points of this game to point rule Pratt Skyline. When it was an 8-8 game, were you expecting to get out of town with a 50-point mercy rule win last night? You know, as a coach, I don't know if you ever expect that. It's, it's something that you, you know, uh, just see how the game plays out. 
Um, I, I felt our kids, uh, you know, after they scored, uh, really just uh, showed some resiliency and, and backbone and stepped up. And, and it's always good to see that after a score. Sometimes that swings the momentum. And I felt our kids handled that very well last night. One another interesting thing is is that your Little River team has won four games in a row, and we of course remember the first game of the season. We talked to you about that a seventy to twenty three loss against the Kenton Galva Eagles from the east half of the state. What has changed with your team since then, or maybe some things haven't had to change that much, and just maybe a lot of credit to a great Kenton Galva team. But what have you seen your team do differently since week number one and the loss there, the only loss of this season? Well, first of all, you have to give Ken Galva credit. They are an excellent football team, and, and uh, they were very polished week one. Um, on the flip side of that, I think we are getting a lot better. Um, you know, it's a it's a new system, and, and uh, it just takes time. It takes reps. It takes game reps. There are a lot of uh, a lot of things that you go through in practice to get your kids to the point where they're not thinking. They're just reacting and playing football. And uh, we're starting to see a little bit of that. we got a long way to go. Uh, but it's fun to watch as the kids just get out there, react, play football, and not have to think so much. When you guys have picked up a couple of big wins over the last three weeks, starting off with the Bennington win in week number three, and we were thinking, okay, Bennington's a pretty good team. They've got some great athletes, some great speed, and you guys just put up a 45-point win. You turn around and play the defending state champion Central Plains Oilers last week on the road and win 48 to nothing, and then a 50-point win against an undefeated Pratt Skyline team. I think that you guys are building quite the resume over there at Little River, that you guys have beaten some really good teams so far this season, especially the last three weeks. Well, um, yeah, I think that's, that these are some good teams, and uh, it's just one of those things where you kind of get on a roll, the kids start to believe and and uh, playing for each other, and, and that's something that we just talk about you know, all the time. We're just going to keep building. Um, the ball never bounces your way you know, every time, but uh, we've been fortunate. We've stayed healthy, which is a big thing um, at this level, and uh, you know, Central Plains was pretty banged up when we played them. So you know, there's, there's a little luck involved in there, but there's also a lot of hard work that goes into it. And some of the guys that have really been playing w- well for your Redskins. A big night last night for Graham Stevens. A big night last night on the ground for Jaden Garrison, who had five rushing touchdowns. I think you must be glad that that guy's out for football this year. Yes, we are very glad. Um, you know, it's nice to have the both of those boys back there in the backfield and, and what they bring to the table. Um, they're great kids, and, and they're working hard, and, and uh, it just makes us uh, – you know, I think a little bit dynamic back there where we can just use them in so many different ways. We're talking with Little River football coach Kevin Ayers this morning as the Redskins are off to a 4-1 and start, 2-0 in district play. And maybe the thing that we haven't talked about enough with your team over the last four weeks is how well your defense has played. Of course, you gave up eight points last night, but in the previous three games had just allowed six points. What is your defense doing well right now that has been able to put up a couple of zeros and a couple of single-digit scores? You know, I think it, I think it comes down to the little things, um, the discipline within our defense and, and just by position. Um, you know, as each kid grows, we, we were playing a lot of kids uh, out of position that have never played. Our two linebackers, you know, had not played linebacker that first week. And, and just watching them grow, we moved some kids around to different spots, finding a, you know, a fit where we can just get the – the kids in the best spot to give us a chance to, you know, to, to stop people. And so it's just been a, an overall process, but I, I am proud of the way that, you know, from the fundamental standpoint, the discipline standpoint, the way the kids have grown 
And, uh, you know, here again, we still got a lot of work to do, and I think the kids know that. But uh, we're getting there, and that's exciting to see. Here as you just went over the halfway point in the regular season, what are one or two things that you think this team needs to improve on, or maybe not improve on, but just continue to stay improving and stay as good as you have been operating with it for the next couple of weeks, whether it's the end of this regular season or as you make your way into the postseason, what are a couple of things that this team has to be sharp on, in your opinion, to keep winning at the level that you are? Well, I think, you know, I'm going to go right back to the, the fundamentals defensively and the, the things that we're trying to do uh, schematically on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the defense we run, it takes a lot of reps um, to get to where we need to get, and uh, it's not fun. Uh, in practice to go rep after rep after rep and uh, we always tell the kids this isn't the fun part but it sure makes you know Friday night a lot more fun when we can go out there and and just defensively be sound at every position uh, with our read progressions and 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 just continue to get more physical on that side of the ball Um, I think we've taken some strides there but we still you know can play a lot more physical defense and then you know I think uh, offensively just take care of the little things, um, you know, just the missed assignments up front. Uh, offensive line, to me, is always the one that kind of comes together. It takes the longest for those kids to gel and that unit to get going. And, uh, you know, just the missed assignments up there and, and just shore that up and, uh, you know, continue to take care of the football and, and just grow on both sides of the ball. Well, now as we take a look at the remaining three weeks of the regular season here in district play for you and the Redskins, You've got Maxville coming up this week, who just beat Mount Ridge last night, and they are 2-0 in district play, and that could be a game that determines the district champion. And then you finish at St. John, and then you will take on Mount Ridge at home, who are both 0-2. What do you think this team has to do in order to be the district champion? Is it likely a win over Maxville to put you into that top spot, or are you thinking it's going to take all three wins? You know, it takes all three, and you just go one game at a time. And, uh... You know, I think sometimes we get too focused on our on our opponent um, as a as a coach, and we just need to we need to look at ourselves and make sure we're taking care of, of what we need to do to get better. And uh, you know, you go in, you put in the film, and and uh, you talk with the kids on on just the little things that we need to to grow to be a great program. And and I, hopefully, we can just continue to do that. Well, the Redskins are rolling after a 58 to eight win at Pratt Skyline last night. They are four and one and two zero to start district play. Little River football coach Kevin Ayers, best of luck the next couple of weeks, and we'll catch up here soon. All right, appreciate it. That was a big win last night for the Little River Redskins, 58-8 over Pratt Skyline. And, Steve, this Little River team, after losing to Canton Galva, 70-23, they have turned things around. They've only given up 14 points since week number one after giving up 70 in the first week to Canton Galva. This is a Little River football team that has a chance. If everything continues to go its way and they keep playing this way, and especially when guys like Jaden Garrison rip off five touchdowns in the game, that this is a team that has a chance to go a long way. Well, you have to remember Kevin Ayers came in, put a new system in. It's kind of tough you know, to try out a new system when you're playing Canton Galvin your first game. Uh, they're dev- and, you know, Coach Hoppus has, I know, talked to you and said, hey, Little River, look out for them. He says, we caught them early. Uh, they're really improving. 
And he, he feels like they're really a very good football team. Steve, let's take another break, and then we can hear from Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert, followed by McPherson I Cross Country coach Aspen Lott. One more time going through the scores from last night. McPherson won 21-14 over Bueller. Smoky Valley fell 44-30 against Clay Center. Heston fell 46-6 at Halstead. Inman lost to El Saline 14-0. Mount Ridge lost 48-14 at Maxville. Kenton Galva won 56 to nothing at the half over Peabody, and Little River a 58-8 winner over Pratt Skyline. We'll take another break and continue on our coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We are rolling on this morning's coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva following week five of the high school football season last night. We've already heard from McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich as well as Little River football coach Kevin Ayers. Let's now go up north and hear from Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert as the Vikings lost last night to Clay Center in district play and fell to 0-2 in districts and 1-4 overall. We're joined now on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva by Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert after the Vikings dropped to 1-4 last night with a 44-30 loss against Clay Center and fell to 0-2 in district play. Coach Lambert, a very high-scoring game, a lot of back and forth last night. Will you give us a recap of your just close loss to Clay Center last night? Well, we, uh, you know, I think we played better offensively. Um, and we have been uh, defensively. We had a little trouble getting them stopped. Uh, their uh, option game gave us fits. Um, we scored first, and then we were about ready to go up uh, two scores in the first uh, the first quarter. When uh, or in the, early in the second quarter, and then we uh, we fumbled the ball inside the five. And that that gave them uh, some life, and and they scored and. And then from that point on, you know, they tied it up, and then uh, they got out on us at, at uh, before the half, uh, twenty to twenty to fourteen, I think. And, and then, uh, you know, we had a chance late in the game. We scored, we got it, got it down to six, and then we onside kicked it, and uh, with about four minutes to go, and, and didn't get the onside kick, and and they took it in and and, and, and beat us by fourteen. Yeah, and that was what I was going to say is that the score in this one might be a little misleading to look that it was 44-30 to 30 because, yeah, you guys had scored to cut it to six and then Clay Center would score and go for two with about 20 seconds left in the game. So as I look at this and I've looked at some of your scores and seen the stats all throughout this season, and one thing that your team had struggled a little bit to do early on was score some points. Well, last night you weren't shy on points as you score 30. You moved the ball well. You generate a ton of offense. What was different for your offense last night in being able to create as much offense as you did? Well, we were able to. I think we went 9 for 12 throwing the ball, um, and we were able to throw it when we wanted to and not when we had to, so so we didn't, uh, you know, we weren't behind the sticks. And, and so that was really probably the key in, in, uh, in our offensive uh, success last night was being able to throw the ball a little bit, being efficient there. Picking up some first downs, and, and, uh, and we ran the ball well too, but uh, um, just being a little more balanced offensively. Well, I know that with your game, Coach Lambert, that you want to be able to control the line of scrimmage. And when you look back to the last couple of years' teams with the great offensive lines that you had, it was pretty easy for you to control the line of scrimmage and being able to run the ball right down opponents' throats. What is 
your offensive line been able to do in terms of improving here weeks one through five and getting better and better? You had to replace a great group. How has your offensive line improved over these first five weeks? Well, we were we were pretty raw and, and green uh, coming in, and we we didn't uh, weren't real aggressive getting off the football, and uh, so we we've gotten better at that, and, and we're we're more uh, comfortable in, in who we're supposed to block, and and uh, it's just taking us some time. But uh, we're not very, you know, we're not we're not very big, uh, so we have to you know, we have to fight off a hard. We have to and we have to be quick off the football, and so you know we're not near as big as we were a year ago. So um, we've had to uh, just uh, you know get better at some other things. Well, and the other thing too is that this is a one and four football team, but. If you take just a couple of different plays out of almost every single game you've played so far this year, this very easily could be a 3-2 and two or a 4-1 and one football team, as you have been right there with every single team, with the exception of the loss to Heston last week. Every game has been close. Every game you've been right there in it. And I think that's got to be an encouraging thing after replacing so many guys from last year that even in what many would say would be, I don't know, a rebuild year. I don't like to use that phrase, but a year where you turn over so much talent, you've been right there with every team, and I think that's got to be encouraging for you. Well, it, it is, and, and when your kids uh, when your kids play hard and, and uh, you know, still having fun and, and enjoying the, uh, uh, the competition, uh, you know, it makes it, 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 makes it fun and, and uh, being in games and, uh, you know, even though you... <clears throat> You know, it hurts, and, and it should hurt when you lose because you've invested so much time and effort into it. Uh, so there's some there's some uh, adversity that goes with losing, and, and how are you gonna, you know you're going to keep fighting, or you're going to you know hang your head. And, um, but our kids have done a pretty good job, and I, I was happy with their with their effort uh, last night, and, and how uh, we just kept fighting and getting back in the game, and giving our chance. Giving ourselves a chance, you know, late in the game if the ball would have bounced our way. We're talking with Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert this morning on our coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Last week I talked with Coach Bowerly down at Heston, and after talking about his team a little bit, I gave him a chance to brag about you. And so I want to give you the chance to brag about Coach Bowerly's team after they started off 4-0 and fell last night against Halstead. But what are some things that Coach Bowerly and the Heston Swathers do well, and, and how do you see things playing out for them down the road here in the next couple of weeks? Well, you know, I think that uh, um, Heston is, is – uh, they're very well coached. They, they're very balanced. Uh, they uh, they do a great job. I think I think you know they play hard. Uh, the thing that, that that I noticed about them, they didn't have anybody uh, that was really a star or stood out, but they were solid everywhere. They were very very disciplined. Very uh, uh, you know just just did a, a great job. You could tell the the kids love to play and and they're well coached. And, you know, down the road, you know, I, I think uh, you know Rock Creek's got a pretty good team, uh, sounds like, and um, but I, I think that that Heston will end up probably, uh, you know, second in our district. Uh, I think Halstead's probably got uh, the uh, upper hand right now on winning it. But uh, uh, Coach Bowerly does a great job, he's, and he's a great man. I think I, I don't know, you know, the other the other assistant coaches that well, but. Uh, 
I think he's a great leader, a uh, great example for young men, and, and uh, just appreciate him being, uh, being in our league. Well, taking a look, you mentioned some of the district schedule for you guys and Heston potentially being second. For your team, you guys will be at Chapman this week and then at Halstead, who is currently in first in the district and undefeated. And then you will wrap up the season by taking on Rock Creek, who you mentioned in week number eight. What will you guys need to do to keep this season going and find a way to get into fourth place and stay on that winner's side of the playoff bracket? Do you think it's going to take all three or two out of three? How do you see things playing out the final three weeks for your side? Well, I, I, I think that we're going to, if we be, uh, if we would be, happen to be Chapman in uh, Rock Creek, I think we have a good shot of, uh, of being in the, in the playoffs. Uh, but that's a that's a tall order. We, we we've got we've got to just uh, keep our mind uh, and our focus uh, one game at a time, and, and uh, we got a chance to. I think we got a chance to win this week against Chapman. Uh, we got to take care of some things. They run the same offense that uh, Play Center does, so we've got some work to do and trying to figure out how to how to get a few plays stopped. So um, that's really what we're dialed in on now. Well, Coach Lambert, best of luck the next couple of weeks, and we'll have a chance to catch up here in a few weeks with you. Thank you. That was Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert on our Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, I mentioned it with Coach Lambert there a moment ago, but it's an interesting thing with this Smoky Valley team. They're 1-4, but they have been in virtually every single game. The first few games, they've been better defensively and haven't been able to have the offense. They finally get it rolling last night, but the defense just couldn't stop Clay Center, and a late touchdown made it a two-score game, but they were right there with Clay Center the whole night. Well, yeah, they got to be encouraged by their offense because they had really struggled offensively. Uh, I think the most points they'd scored in a game was something like 12, and they get 30 last night. Uh, Trey Kennedy had his second straight 100-yard game on the ground. He's starting to establish himself as a really good running back. Raleigh Wilson's been very consistent all year. Jake Lucas, 9-for-12 passing like last night, like Coach Lambert said. That's very encouraging because that helps that running game. Smoky Valley doesn't like to throw the ball hardly at all. And the throw 12, that's a little different for Coach Lambert. And that tells me he's adjusting his philosophy to the personnel he has. That's right. Well, Steve, let's take one more break. Actually, we don't have enough time, so let's just go ahead and get into McPherson I Cross Country Coach Aspen Lott as the Bullpup Cross Country Runners will be going down in Newton starting here in about, well, about 45 minutes. I think it starts at 9.30 at Centennial Park. Here's McPherson I Cross Country Coach Aspen Lott. We're now joined on our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva by McPherson I Cross Country Coach Aspen Lott. Well, Coach, we had a chance to talk a couple of weeks ago, or about a week ago, after your McPherson Invitational over at Wall Park, and it was a beautiful day to run, and I thought you got the best out of your runners that day. What are some of your thoughts on your start to the season and the McPherson Invite last week? Yes, well, we've we've had an excellent start so far, and really our home meet is where the athletes just, just came out and, and decided to race and really shined. We had quite a few PRs and seasonal bests, um, it definitely helps that it was a, a flat course, um, and the meet right before that was fast, and the one right before that was fast. So the kids are are definitely, um, their attitudes have changed, I, I feel, within the past few weeks. Um, internal motivation is there, encouragement throughout the whole team is there. So they really are just turning it around um, 
mentally as well as physically. They've they've just really um, blossomed these last few weeks and, and are really showing what they can do. Well, I mentioned that this home meet was at Wall Park. Normally, you guys are up north of town at Rolling Acres. How did you like the switch to Wall Park? I know that you ran sort of a different course there for league last year, but how did you like that switch, and how do you think the runners adjusted to it and and how they liked it? Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, a lot of my kids uh, were sad that we were running there. They really enjoy the hills, surprisingly, at at Rolling Acres. wall park they run at parks and and golf courses all year and so rolling acres is kind of a fun um different atmosphere that they they really enjoy so they were a little bit sad that we were that we were flat um last week but um it's great for parents and spectators to come and watch them because they get to see a majority of the race um but i mean they they did well regardless and um, we had a lot of community members and parents show up to watch so that was really exciting as well to have them there supporting us well one of your runners that has had a really good start to the year so far and not only in your sport but also in soccer is Cody Achilles and we had a chance to see him on Thursday night in the win over Bueller because you guys weren't running on Thursday this week and we've been able to see him in cross country he has to bounce around quite a bit because you never know which week's going to be a cross country week which week's going to be a soccer week because a lot of them run on Thursdays how have you dealt with him in terms of preparing for what events he wants to do? How do you plan for this? Or is it just Thursday morning you wake up and say, okay, I'm going to play soccer today? <laughs> that is a great question. You know, Cody is a very um, organized and um, passionate athlete. And, you know, as much as he um, loves doing soccer, he equally loves doing cross country. He sat down before the season and mapped out which meets fall on which soccer game days. Um, and I sent him all of our workouts for the entire season. And he looked at which workouts would benefit me more being at cross country versus when do I need to be with my team at soccer? He, he honestly is, is one kid that, that does everything with a purpose and what's going to make me better. So honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of say in, in, how he mapped out his season, I kind of just let him go. Um, but he's done wonderfully um, trying to balance both. Well, it worked out pretty well last week as he was able to win the home meet. We're talking with yes. McPherson High Cross Country coach Aspen Lott here in our coaches show this morning. On the girls' side, it's been sort of a strange season because you only have four girls, mm-hmm. and they all ran pretty well at your home meet last week. But how big of a challenge has that been not being able to have a team score and being able to compete as a team because you only have four runners. Yes, it's 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 been an interesting year because of that. They know that they cannot place as a team at any meets, um, especially at regionals. So it's been different because they their mindset is different going into meets. They're not running to score points for their team. They're running more as um, – I would say individuals, how, how well can I better myself during this meet, which is, which is okay. I, I think each one of the girls on our team are just absolutely wonderful people, um, wonderful characteristics um, about them that they can push themselves um, even if they don't have a full team. They are internally motivated to do that. But these girls really have stepped it up, even with just four of them. 
Um, and they all have just made huge improvements this season. Well, that's the interesting thing to me about cross country is that on on the surface, it is an individual sport. You were going mm-hmm. out there and running, but it really is a team sport. And I think it's one of those mm-hmm. sports that is really bonded as a team. You guys do a ton of things together. You guys tend to all run together at the same time. And mm-hmm. if somebody was out there thinking, oh, it's not a team sport, I would have to argue and say it's one of the best team sports. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So as we take a look at what's coming up for you guys the rest of this season, you'll be running on Saturday morning, 930 at Newton, and then you'll have back-to-back weeks at El Dorado for the El Dorado Invitational and then the league meet, and then you follow mm-hmm. that up with regionals. Tell me a little bit about this weekend and what you'll be racing and what the track is like down at Newton, and then the rest of the weeks coming up before you get to regionals. Yeah, so Newton is typically a meet that we have more – uh, personal records broken. It is a very fast course as well, very flat at Centennial Park. Um, and so really our season, we haven't seen many hills. That being said, next week we are at El Dorado, which is more hilly than what we've seen this season. <laughs> and we're back to back on the hills. So our training's going to look a little different after Newton, trying to prep for those days. Um, and we just found out we're at Great Bend for regionals. So a little bit more hills there as well. So our, our training is going to alter just a little bit after Newton. We're going to try to get some, some awesome times this Saturday and then go from there. Well, we're recording this on Friday morning, and so we won't know exactly what the weather is like on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. But hypothetical, let's say maybe it was a little bit chilly like in the 50s, maybe a little bit rainy like it is this morning. Is that an ideal weather to run in cross country, or, or is that a bad weather to run in? Tell me a little bit if, if that is a good spot or a bad spot to be in. I personally love it. <laughs> and then... And our kids typically love it. They do not do well in the heat. Um, so the past few days have just been absolutely perfect for us to run. Newton typically is a little bit colder and rainier every year. Um, and it's in the morning, so so it's even colder. But my kids just eat it up, and they absolutely um, have a great race because it's, it's just perfect outside. Well, Coach Lon, hopefully the weather holds off, and hopefully it is a perfect morning to run down in Newton here on Saturday, and then we'll talk to you again here in a couple weeks to get ready for regionals. All right, appreciate it. That was McPherson I cross-country coach Aspen Lott as the Bullpup cross-country team, kind of as I predicted, will be running in some inclement weather this morning. A little bit soupy down in Newton, I would imagine, if it is like it is here with well, some rain coming off and on. I had not uh, noticed, but it is raining outside. That's right. Steve's been back there. Hard at work. Getting that area around. Coach Sawyer got his stuff into me. so That's had to right. Add that in. So uh, just missing a couple uh, as far as infor- game information. We'll put something up on the score and everything, but a couple game information we're missing. Not so, only, Steve, is it a busy day for the McPherson I cross-country team down at Newton today, but the Bullpup volleyball team is also on the road. They are competing at the Spring Hill Tournament. They stayed overnight in Olathe. And so they are getting ready for a full day of volleyball at Spring Hill. They will be taking on teams such as Blue Valley Southwest, a very good 5A program, Payola, Piper, Spring Hill, and Turner. And I saw Coach Doyle post that they were watching the football game last night on the live video stream. So glad we had that working for them. And Spring Hill's undefeated. They're They're ranked third in 5A. So if the Bullpups play Spring Hill, that'll kind of tell the Bullpups where they're at, you know, after... 
Uh, I, you know, my story on Wednesday, I said I thought they had a chance to break into the rankings. Well, they didn't break into the rankings, even though they're 18 and four, won 16 of their last 18. They are not in the top 10, so that tells you just how strong 5A is. There's three undefeated teams. Uh, there is a Topeka Seaman team that's lost seven, but we know Seaman's very, very good. They play a lot of 5A and 6A competition. An update for you, Steve. I just pulled up the McPherson ABCTL schedule website. Cross country has been changed their time to 11 o'clock. Okay. So maybe they know that there will be a chance for the weather to clear up a little bit and run it there. Also, McPherson I Tennis is supposed to be at home starting in four minutes to host its McPherson Invitational. I would imagine there might be a slight delay for a few minutes to try and get some of the water off the court. Probably will. It's the second of their two invitationals, and uh, it's uh, I think it's their last meet before the league meet, if I'm not... And the league meet will be on Monday, as they will be hosting it here. Okay, so it's going to be a busy time for the Bullpup tennis team. The doubles team of Taylor Bruce and Sienna Allen has not lost this year. And I think... The Bullpups have won every meet they've been in. I can't remember for sure, but I want to say... The Varsity has. The Varsity's won every meet they have played in so far this year. Undefeated. That's Reminds it. me a little bit of the boys team from a couple of years ago that, that wasn't even pushed the yeah, entire ne- year. never lost a match in one state. I remember that. Well, Steve, I wanted to give one more reminder of homecoming last night, a 21-14 win for McPherson. If you weren't watching, if you weren't listening, the homecoming king, Hey Schmidt. Big fan of Hay Schmidt. See oh, him yeah. at the golf course all the time. Homecoming queen, Lake and Schieferich. She's great. Great candidates. Great picks. Glad yeah. glad for both of them. Yeah, and boy, what a great crowd. I mean, McPherson fans, are they, they just love this football team. And uh, I made the comment when we came on the air at 630, there are very few seats left. So the stadium was basically full by 630. Let's run through the scores from last night one more time, and then I'm going to tell you where these teams will be playing coming up this week. McPherson, a 21-14 winner over Bueller. The Bullpups are now 5-0. Smoky Valley fell to Clay Center 44-30. The Vikings are 1-4. Heston lost its first game of the season, falling to Halstead 46-6. Inman lost against El Saline 14-0, as the Teutons are now 2-3. Kenton Galve, a 56-0 winner at the half over Peabody. The Eagles remain undefeated. Mound Ridge, a 48-14 winner over Maxville, or excuse me, a loser, Mount Ridge lost 48-14 against Maxville. They fell to 2-3. And, and Little River, a 58-8 win over Pratt Skyline last night. The Redskins are now 4-1. As for this upcoming week, Kenton Galville will be at home to take on Gossel. Mount Ridge will be taking on St. John. Little River will be playing Maxville, a battle of undefeated teams in that district. Inman will be at Sublette. Smoky Valley will be at Chapman. Heston is at home to take on Rock Creek. And the McPherson Bullpups will be at Augusta. Yeah, we'll be on the road. Uh, then we come back home, then go on the road again. So we play two of the last three on the road. And then if everything goes right, won't play another road game again unless we go to Topeka for the state championship game. There you go. Swap Shop Steve coming up next. Mark in the Morning is here Mark. on a Saturday morning. So buy, sell, trade, giveaway, 620-241-1504. Give him a call. A big thanks to all of our coaches here this morning for joining. For my partner, Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to The Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. The High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, 
Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.